This is Phil Zimmerman from Hop on Pop Culture. We wanted to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Howard Street Brewing Company, for all their support during our run so far. Howard Street Brewing unfortunately closed their doors earlier this month. Their last beer, an Italian Pilsner, was very good. I had approximately eight of them. It was a wonderful time. Chuck, keep on brewing. We will keep on drinking. Wherever you wind up, we're going to be there. Thank you again so much, and now, Merry Christmas. Everybody's got a little thing to say about the stuff they love. Pop culture, Rebel and man are going to teach their dads, Phil and Dylan, if they're willing. If they're willing to. Hop on, pop culture. Hop on, pop culture. Hop on, pop culture now. A couple old friends are going to ask their kids about books and movies and TV shows. And those two guys might open their eyes and see it's all just a big surprise. They're going to hop on, pop culture. I've become jaded and pessimistic in my mid-age. Yeah, that could be. Yeah. I mean, that it, it very well could be. You know what cheers me up, though? What cheers you up? Music, usually. Usually. except Usually. Music <laughs> usually cheers me up. And I thought, hey, it's the end of the year. We're doing a little holiday special. Why not compare our end of the year playlist statistics, whether yeah. you're using the Spotify thing or the Apple Music? We looked at ours. It was a little yeah. funny to us. Would you like to compare notes? I, I would love to. I want to know what yours is. And, and then when I tell you mine, it, it is very pertinent to this podcast, which I'm sure yours is as well. Oh, yeah. Ours is on topic. Yeah. Nice. So how do you want to do this? I'm not going to pop quiz you on this because, you know, you don't know what I'm listening to I, necessarily. Exactly. There's no way for you to get this right. But our top five, Ooh, our yeah. top okay. five artists of the year, number one was Miley Cyrus because we played... Plastic Hearts and Endless Summer Vacation ad nauseum okay. just the entire year. That makes sense. The uh, rest of it, number two, My <laughs> Little Pony, ah, coming yes. in hot with 948 minutes played. Wow. Yeah. Number three, Gorillas. That. That's on me. That's on me. Okay. Fair. Fair. I love yeah. Gorillas. They might be Giants, then Gorillas. That's yep. the order for me. That's the order. Okay. Are they... Swap Weird Al in there sometimes. Uh, Numbers four and five for us were Vanessa Hudgens and Justin Timberlake. But Vanessa Hudgens because My Little Pony and Justin Timberlake because Trolls. Because of Trolls. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, that's a pretty good number five. What list. are you listening to? Who are your? Do you have your artists or? Yeah, so I I have my artists. I'm gonna I'm gonna pop quiz you, Hotshot. It's REM. I don't even need to know the fucking question, Dylan. <laughs> it it's is. REM. It's it Mel's is. favorite. I, I get it. I so our <laughs> so Amazon Music won't let me do like our most played artists, but I will tell you that our most played songs, there are five REM songs in our most played songs of the year in the top 10. Wow. So, and one of them is number one. Shiny Happy People by REM is the number one oh, song we played in song. our loves that song. It was a yeah. question on a Celebrity Jeopardy. It was supposed uh, last to be night. the theme song to Friends. It it was it really? Yeah, that was originally supposed to be the theme song to Friends with Shiny Happy I People had, by I REM. I did not know that. And then wow. they like 
Yeah, and then someone swooped in with the clappy thing. Yeah, and exactly. Just went down in history. Wow. Yeah, that song was a trivia question on Celebrity Jeopardy. But Sesame Street parody songs was the category. Oh, I love that for a category. Yeah, it was great. So the question was, what song is parodied by the Sesame Street song, Furry Happy Monsters? Well, that makes absolute sense. Yeah, Shiny Happy People. So, okay, so R.E.M., number one. Number two, Lydia Loveless. She is one of my favorite musicians. Number three is a new guy for me that, and this is Mel's number one song of the year, is a guy named Newski from Milwaukee. We saw him live in a park at Milo Music in Appleton and loved it. He was great. Uh, he put out a children's album about anxiety last year. Oh, wow. And it's solid. So that's number three for us. But then number four because of the Cars soundtrack, is Sheryl Crow. You watched Cars over like 90 times, I think we Exactly, exactly. This is the biggest surprise for me. Number five is Olivia Rodrigo. Like, I would have thought... Was was there a TikTok song or something? No, Bad Idea, right? Has been one of our most requested songs this year. But it only came out halfway. Oh, you, oh, Phil. I don't think I know that one. I'll have, to, I'll have to catch up. But her whole album that came out this year is amazing. If you like Miley Cyrus, you will love this Olivia Wright. Yeah. But Bad Idea Right is all about sleeping with your ex and how it's a bad idea, right? Uh, yeah, it's a terrible fucking idea. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Which is, the which is but the chorus is like, uh, it's a bad idea, right? It's a bad idea, right? Ah, fuck it, it's fine. Yes, <laughs> I know that he's my ex. Oh, I love that people chorus. Reconnect. Yeah, I only see him as a friend. I tripped and fell into his bed, which is like, it's so fucking good. That's our top five. Pretty solid. Pretty solid list. I'm pretty happy about it. Top songs for us, they're all literally the five first tracks of the soundtrack to My Little Pony (laughs) in order. Yeah. Because we've played the soundtrack front to back over Mm -hmm. and over and over again. Yeah. An infinite number of times, mm-hmm. totaling over 1,000 plays. Oh, my goodness. For uh, 1,000 total song plays oh, of the My boy. Little Pony, A New Generation, the movie soundtrack, which I have committed to memory. Of course you have. If I were captured point. in battle, I would rattle off my name, rank, serial number and the <laughs> lyrics to danger danger there you go there you go but we're not here to talk about all of no, this no no we've no, actually no. come here to gift you all with a holiday special a holiday special, special hop on pop culture holiday extravaganza absolutely dylan which seasonal movie would you like to discuss it is it is the anniversary of this movie Wait, really? Like today, the day we're recording? No, no, not the day we're recording. This year. This year (laughs) is the anniversary. Yearly. It's it's an important year milestone. It is the 30th anniversary of The Nightmare Before Christmas. And let's jump on the bandwagon. Does that mean I was seven when I saw that in theaters? See, there. I didn't. This is what I wanted to know more than anything. I didn't see it till I was in high school. I definitely saw this in a theater. That would be the case then. Yeah, because it came out in 93. Yeah, 93. So, yeah, seven. Yeah. Crazy, right? That means we're old. That's what it means. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't mind me. I'm just, uh, you know, on my way. <laughs> on on my way to death. On my way to Jack Skellington. I want to talk about The Nightmare Before Christmas. Love The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, I do too. I do too. And re-watching it with, with Mal has been a joy. Ah, uh, yes. Why, why don't you, Dylan, tell us about the first time Mal saw The Nightmare Before yeah. Christmas? Well, I remember, I remember it well, because it was about six weeks ago. No, it was not! It was not? Bum, bum, bum. What? It was not, was Dylan. It? It's been over a year for him. Has it really? Did I show yes. it to him last year? No, you didn't. But oh. Michelle did. Oh, plot twist. Mal came over to hang out at our place. And yeah. while she was hanging out with Mal and Rebel, she put on The Nightmare Before Nightmare. Christmas. Whoa, Mal, was, Mal missed his parents so badly. He was just like crying really hard. He was like nearly inconsolable. And Michelle put this on and he sniffled up and still a very sad face, but locked on the screen. He like sort of went into a, a trance kind of watching it. And then he'd come out of it and he'd look at the door and he'd start to cry again. And then he'd look up at the screen and yeah. right back into it. Wow. That explains so much. Because when I watched it with him <laughs> six weeks ago, I was like, you're really into this. Like you, you know the people already. Like, he was what? expecting beats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, wow, you really you know this. How do you know this? Like, okay. I, I thought he was just paying attention to it. You weren't expecting it. a revelation about your son. He having knowledge like, that you did not. Phil. <laughs> what Phil, a twist. Just, what a twist. It's weird though, isn't it? Isn't that weird? Like, it's yeah. a weird feeling. It's like, oh, I it don't a weird know feeling. his entire life anymore. Yeah, exactly. And, like, Rebel yeah. going to preschool, like, that weird feeling comes it, it's into a weird, play there, Yeah, too. exactly. It's exactly. Like, when Mal goes to school, I'm like, yeah, there's something that happens during the day that I have no idea about. She met a fireman the other day. If her school hadn't posted it on Facebook, she would never fucking told us. Yeah. Second question, when did, you've kind of answered this, but when did you first watch this movie? We went and saw that in a movie theater. I remember seeing it in a movie theater. I must have been seven or something like that, because I don't yeah. think that it was like they re-released it the next year or anything where we were. So it must have been seven years old in a movie theater, and I'd never seen anything like that because there'd never been anything like that before. Yeah, exactly. That was, in, exactly. I mean, the amount of different talents that had to come together to realize this project and then it's near the peak of the craft. It holds. I watched it yesterday. It holds. It's, it up. holds it's up. so good. All of the little details, the footprints in yeah. the snow, are all correct and maintained. It, it, like it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I've watched um, documentaries about how they did it, and I still don't understand how they did it. Yeah, it's the 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 labor intensity of it is is palpable. You can you can feel it when you're watching it on screen. I didn't see it till I was in high school. I I was dating a girl who really loved it. And it was very popular when we were in high school, like because of Hot Topic. Oh, Hot Topic definitely gave it a, a boost. So I I watched it for the first time in high school and I was like, wow, this is it just felt different. Like it didn't feel like a kid's movie to me when I watched it, but I loved it from from the moment I saw it. I was like, this is amazing. 
And why didn't I see this when I was younger? You know, because it would have been <laughs> right up my alley as a kid, like it is with with my own child right now, who loves it. He loves this movie. Oh, I'm so glad it that is... that first viewing didn't traumatize him. Like, no, oh, my parents are all. gone, and now there's a skeleton. Ah, and then yeah. Santa Claus has been kidnapped. No, oh my god, not goodness. at all. I mean, if anything, it it has made him like scary things more. I mean, I remember you were. T- talking last year about how when you're you're scrolling through like the the uh st- one of the streaming services and rebel saw like a skull picture and was like i want to watch that yeah like, i want to watch the that's... thing with the spider lady yeah american horror story please that's what i'm into i'm four yeah and that's what mal is starting to get to right now too or it was like ooh, that looks scary i want to watch that and we're like oh okay cool or like he's really been glomming onto the villains right now of things so like when he watches something, he likes the bad guys. Uh, oh yeah, Rebel loves a good villain. Yeah, which is great. But this this movie this year, when we watched it with him, Amy had never seen it before. So I put it on, and we he and I were enjoying it and having a good time. And Amy came and she was like, "Oh, this is too scary. He can't watch this. This is too scary." And he and so she turned it off. And the next morning, he was like. Dad, I want to watch that movie again. <laughs> I want to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I turned it back on, and we've watched it a bunch of times since then. And now Amy is okay with him watching it because she's seen how much he likes it, and that it's not really scary. It's just weird. It's just not her style. So they establish in the first song that they're there to be scary, but that's their job. They're not that's their mean. job. That's exactly. the lyric, and they exactly. show the most. Or I should say, they show the least scary people in the town, the sweet-looking, you know, dopey-looking fellow and his, I presume, wife and child. Like, you know, yeah, they, they're creepy, you know, they're zombies they're not or something, like, but they're not, they're not threatening. They look, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, up until the thing that's hiding underneath your bed with, like, its big teeth. Oh, it's the... Eye- fingers like snakes um, and spiders yeah in my and hair. the spiders in the hair yeah yeah that thing that, that thing's pretty freaky that, that thing's is, pretty that freaky. was a cool one yeah left um, a lot to the imagination but showed you just enough to be like i don't think it's a bluff yeah exactly like this is this is scary but that that opening number this is halloween mal has been singing that to himself for like six weeks now he he sings that to himself all the time which is great this is the second question that i have for you phil that and this is for me this is the key to determining who a person is oh geez i'm on the hot seat now so this is this is your hot seat question bring it your honor is nightmare before christmas a halloween movie or a christmas movie now give me a second here (laughs) i know this is this no it's not a halloween movie because the only part of it that's halloween is uh, the very first number where they're celebrating halloween the way that they apparently make Halloween happen in our world is they put on an impressive musical mm-hmm. display with the whole town. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know how it works, but like that seems to be their job, right? Yeah. And they just did that and they they declare, okay, 364 days exactly. until the next Halloween. Bingo. The Halloween's Bingo. over, you know. That's, that's We're exactly, not celebrating yeah. Thanksgiving because it's only Halloween in this this pocket of magic culture or whatever so it's more a christmas movie 
because yeah. Jack has to learn the meaning of Christmas. Exactly. And it's his failure to do so that, you know, brings his downfall. And it's it, it's the the hero worship of Jack. It's a meditation on the dangers of hero worship because Jack believes that he knows everything. So he is always right about, he is, about everything. He is not only the pumpkin king, he is the king of cultural appropriation. That's right. That's right. He gets he gets bored, wanders off, goes to mm-hmm. a neighborhood that he's not familiar with, sees a whole bunch of like cool, interesting new things. Does he talk to anyone in the community? No. Does he ask them about the significance or like you know the reason behind why things are? No, he makes a he like he like tries to figure it out on his own without any help. Then he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, you know what? Fuck it. I can just like act like it and it doesn't matter. It's not actually that deep. It's just like I'm going to take the trimmings of this and make what I do look like that." Exactly. It's not until he's violently brought to heel that yeah. he realizes, "Oh, you know what? Maybe I messed up and I shouldn't have done that." And yeah. he like does go back and and sort of make it right. I think that's the key for me with Jack Skellington is that when he messes up, he does go back and fix it. Like he is like, cool, I'm going to beat up Oogie Boogie and free Santa Claus because this was my mistake. And Oogie does legit try to murder him. So he is oh, putting himself at risk. Absolutely. <laughs> like Oogie Boogie, he legitimately tries to murder everybody speaking of murder this is yeah. uh now the the full title i think of this movie should be walt disney presents tim burton's the nightmare before christmas directed by henry Selick. yes absolutely <laughs> yeah exactly and you know because yeah. you know because disney came on and like got it later on i find it interesting that this is one of the few disney movies where the villain is murdered at the end yeah just straight up like there's no redemption arc there's no confinement or anything santa doesn't put him in a jar santa puts him down yeah just straight up murders him well and like wasn't this movie it it wasn't released by disney that's right yeah they were they picked it up later after it became popular they were like oh yoink yeah what were we talking about straight up murder that's what (laughs) That's yeah, Santa straight up to. murders Oogie at the end. Yeah. He's just like, well, that's over. And then he goes and fixes it with his magic Santa powers. Yeah, but but I think you're right in saying that that is what the full title should be. Because Tim Burton wasn't really involved with it outside of the initial idea behind it. He had the story, he had a few sketches, and then, you know, Henry Selick and the writers there really you know flushed it out took it somewhere he was pretty hands-off except it had been suggested that dr finkelstein be revealed to actually be oogie boogie and have him be the bad guy and he got so enraged tim burton did by this that he kicked or punched a hole in the wall yelling about how bad of an idea this was and that he wouldn't let it happen i hadn't heard about that that's that's nuts the crazy thing for me phil is that this year is the year that i actually discovered who the voice cast was ever since i saw it for the first time i just i didn't even fathom who could be actually doing the voices of these characters (laughs) but then amy showed me a tiktok of danny elfman catherine o'hara and paul rubens what an amazing trio, right? I had no 
clue. I, I was like, it just completely flew over my head that it was the three of them doing Lock, Stock, and Barrel. And they got to do it again at the Hollywood Bowl before Paul Rubens passed. That's that's what she was yeah. showing me. And I was like, whoa. But then once you hear it, you're like, oh, yeah, Catherine O'Hara is Sally. Like, you just, you can't unhear it once you hear it. But it was like, I, I had no idea who the voice cast was. Like, even Danny Elfman singing the Jack songs. I was like... And he's not the speaking voice of He's Jack. not the singing... No, no, he's just the singing voice. The guy who they hired to do the speaking voice, Chris Sarandon, they hired him because his speaking voice sounded like Danny Elfman's singing voice. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's that's the reason he got hired. Because they were thinking about going with some more famous actors to play Jack, but they liked Danny Elfman's singing voice. He just couldn't act. Well, he was the lead singer of Oingo Boingo. Yeah, of Oingo Let's Boingo. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget that he is responsible for the song Weird Science. That's right. That's right. On top of the fact that he also wrote the Simpsons theme song, too. That's right. Uh, yeah, Danny Elfman has done everything. He has done so many different things. His career has been... Oh, have you listened to his most recent solo album? I have not. No. Is it good? Should I check it out? Oh, yeah. It's nice and weird. It's called... I believe it's called Big Mess. Ooh, that sounds up my alley. It's his second solo studio album. It was released in June of 2021. Oh, nice. I'll check it out. But, you know, most of the actors who are in this, Danny Elfman is a frequent collaborator of Tim Burton. Catherine O'Hara was in Beetlejuice with Tim Burton. Paul Rubens as Pee Wee Herman. And the Batman. And the Batman. Yeah, not the uh, Batman. But in the Batman movies, in the Batman Bat- movies, they were plays... the Cobblepots. Yeah, yeah, they played the, the the which he then went on to play the same role, Oswald Cobblepot's father in the Fox TV show Gotham. Yeah. So if I had a nickel for every time that Paul Rubens <laughs> played the Penguin's father, I'd have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but boy, it's weird. It's happened twice. It's weird. It's happened twice. Exactly. But the thing that I forgot about until I was looking it up today is that Patrick Stewart is is a voice actor in the film as well. But they cut his part from the film, but he's still on the soundtrack. He is. So if you play the soundtrack, it's Patrick Stewart. He does the narration. In the movie, it's Edward Ivory, who's the voice of Sandy Claus in the movie. Yes. So that makes sense that he'd be like narrating it. Like, hey, let me tell you about this crazy thing, which also lends more credence to the fact that it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Because technically, the POV, I think, is it's a memory play about Santa being kidnapped. About Santa. Exactly. Boy, this thing uh, gets deeper and deeper. I know. I know. Well, and the other thing, Phil, that struck me when I watched it with Mal is how short it is. I mean, considering how they were doing it, I don't know how they got that thing up to 90 minutes. I know. Is it even 90 minutes? Is it 70 minutes? It's not. It's like 75 minutes because I I was watching and I was like, oh, this is way shorter than I remember. In my head, it's like 90 minutes. It's one hour and 16 minutes. So it's 76 minutes. And I'm assuming that includes the credits. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's short and it flies by. The pacing is beautiful. It's beautifully it's so, paced. It's, it's the spacing between the songs is great. You never feel like there's too much music in it. It's just the perfect amount of music compared to dialogue throughout the movie. It's great. I mean, the music is catchy. Everything about it is just makes me happy. It it just really makes me happy this movie it's the feel-good movie of the last 30 years that's right that's right 
you know, there was even something on NPR last week about it to celebrate its anniversary where they they talked all about, you know, its cultural significance and, and you know, how it is, even though it is creepy, just based on the design of Halloween Town, that somehow kids just always find it and fall in love with it, no matter how creepy it is. We went to a after Halloween sale at Home Goods, I think. Amy always likes us to go pick up the clearance stuff at the end of whatever season it is. That's a good deal. And there was so much Nightmare Before Christmas stuff this year that Mal wanted to buy. Oh, Like, gosh. he was just like, he picked up a set of shot glasses and he's like, look, these are glasses for me. Oh, because he, they're, they're the right size for because him. Because they're the right size for him. Yeah. Oh, like, imagine him just like sipping apple juice out yeah, of a shot out of glass. A, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the classy little yeah. REM fan he is. That's right. That's right. That's who he is. That's who he is. Yeah, man. I, I love this movie. <laughs> I feel like I could talk about this movie forever. We were marveling that this movie is only 72 minutes long. 76 yeah. minutes long. I 76. Say. 76 minutes long. Do you know how long it took them, though? Because, again, the style of animation, stop motion mm-hmm. that they're doing, they have to move each piece of the puppet incrementally frame by frame, shot by shot, how long do you think it took them to do the entire movie? Oh, 76 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I would guess two years. Three years. Three years. Yeah, which I guess isn't insane for a movie to be in production for three years. That That's a long time to be laboring on this. And they were doing multiple scenes at once. They had literally thousands of copies of jack's head with every different facial expression and every set was built so they could be filming multiple things at once if i remember right like halloween town is supposed to be like a german existic type thing and christmas town is supposed to be more dr Susi. And then the the quote unquote real world is just all angular lines or something like that yeah like i noticed very that. specific yeah. the visual language of this movie is mind-blowing mind-blowing even the set designer could change the story based on different things that were happening if something just wasn't working they would adjust the story on the fly as they were going to make it work that's pretty collaborative and pretty solid stuff yeah these big detailed sets that they had to build for Mm -hmm. these scenes to be put on this was the first full-length stop-motion animated movie yeah ever made like they've been using stop animation since king kong since clash of the titans it was always a fixed camera and it it was never the frame rate that gave it any sort of sense of realism yeah exactly and it was also always very short a minute maybe because it's so labor intensive yeah and you'd see a lot of the footage be reused you know yeah if you had to show the skeletons again for example it's a visually stunning movie the director of photography his name was pete kozachik he was working for Industrial Light and Magic, and he came up with a rig that allowed them to move the camera through the model of Halloween Town and Christmas Town and like all the sets. You didn't have that fixed camera anymore that you always had had with stop animation on film. This was a dynamic, like moving around the world, giving you different angles and perspectives and he was able to do the full job of a director of photography on a stop animation film. And I think that's what elevated it. That's why when you're seven years old and you see it in the theater, that's why it's like nothing you've ever seen before, because it's so (laughs) doing a job that they've honed with live action and they're applying it to a new medium. 
you almost feel the crunch of the snow underneath you. You want to step through that door. When Jack goes through that door, you feel you like you're falling with. in. When the Halloween door yeah. opens at the beginning, you feel like you're falling in. Uh, that's yeah. I love that. There are parts in the movie where you can tell that it's not stop animation. Like there's just like something whirring on the set. Yeah. Or like something like bubbling. And, mm-hmm. th- and those things, because they're moving differently, they're not moving stop animation. There is no stutter whatsoever in their movement because you're watching it, you know, in real time. Those elements stick out in a particular way, too. Like the goo uh, or the lava or whatever it is, the stew that uh, Oogie Boogie is going to drop them into. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like there's a close up on that and you see it like it's an actual viscous liquid that's bubbling, not stop animation. And that evokes something different. Every everything about this movie just feels brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just as you were saying, I think I think that's what makes it so appealing to to kids still today is that it is so welcoming because it feels so foreign in a way that you just, but it, it it finds a way to welcome you into its world. Everyone but Oogie Boogie has a good heart in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody except for Oogie Boogie is, is great at the end of the day. And um, yeah, I just love it. So question for you, Phil. Who is your favorite character in this movie? I'm gonna go ahead and just disqualify Jack because yeah, the dude yeah. is the dude is all ego. He is not he is not aware of anyone else around him for I would say the vast majority of the movie. Oh, totally, um, totally. I I love I love what Ken Page do, did with Oogie Boogie. I I was gonna say Oogie. Boogie for me is is my favorite. He's wonderful. Yeah, he's 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 really good. But I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with the mayor. I I love the character of the mayor, and I love the the dual aspect of him of his face changing thing. You know the fear and the. <laughs> He's so funny. His, his voice actor Robin Thomas just kills it. I I love the <laughs> Jack. I can't make these decisions by myself. I'm only <laughs> an elected official. He's, he's just constantly delivering, and like as soon as Jack gets blown up, he's like, "Oh, I knew this was a terrible idea." Oh, exactly. So gets on the horn, bad news, everyone. Yeah, for me, it's just Oogie Boogie is so good. I mean, he when when he rolls the dice and he's like, "Oh no, snickers!" That line reading just. It, every single time i just feel it Page yeah. just slays the way it he, the, when he slams his fist on the table after snake eyes the way that he says heaven is how i yeah. always say 11 in my head yeah exactly exactly i mean it's just unavoidable at a certain point even though he's the bad guy he's just he's so charismatic his singing voice is so good i feel good about this movie i i love it i i love that our our children have started to enjoy it I i'm glad we didn't it's... scar mail yeah i'm glad i well i'm glad you didn't scar mail but if anything you made him into a cooler guy so yes without using rem do you see how that's yes. possible oh see i thought you had to use rem in some no way. you don't have to but you know it helps though it's fine it's yeah. not the studies are inconclusive as to the damage <laughs> as long as he does as long as he does wind up believing that we put a man on the moon Oh, I, I think that you'll have will. succeeded. I, I absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Merry Christmas, Dylan. Merry Christmas, <laughs> Bill. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Merry Halloween. Christmas. Let's let's go. Let's go do holiday stuff now that we've given our listeners their gift. Yes, and enjoy. Enjoy. We want to say thank you to our kids, Mal and Rebel. We want to thank our wives, Amy and Michelle. We want to thank Kevin Alves and Big Talk Podcasts. And we want to thank Jason Moody for our theme song. Come back and catch us next time on... Blah, blah, blah. Big talk.